0: welcome to the girl spot podcast we hope you enjoy the show hey guys what's up and welcome to the girl spot podcast with your amazing host crystal so as you know this episode is called the relaunch and there's a reason we're going to get into that in just a moment but before we start Let's get into this haircut, guys. I am a firm believer, baby. If you look good, you feel good. And one of the biggest things that I have always took pride in was my hair. Always from a little... And it it, it was my daddy. It was my daddy because my daddy did not play with my hair being done as a kid. And so as an adult, I always want to make sure my hair looks good. Okay? and. As I state, when you look good, you feel good. Nothing like a fresh hairstyle, haircut, fly-ass outfit, and a fly-ass pair of shoes. What? You feel like you could do any damn thing. Because when you look good, you feel good. Let's all remember. Let's say that together. When you look good, you feel good. Okay? It is that. That is what it is. It is giving all of that. Yes, it is. So, let's get into it. So I named this episode The Relaunch and that is because I started my podcast in 2018. And I didn't even, I just did it because I felt like I had a lot to say and I wanted to talk about different things. And I started recording, just sitting in my room, recording from my phone on my iPad. And that's just what it was. But then As I sat back and I looked at the analytics, I was like, damn, I was getting a little few. But I really wasn't putting the time into it as I should. So the relaunch is all about me taking you guys on this journey of creating a podcast that people would love and that hopefully can reach millions and billions of people. So that is the goal is to relaunch and be more organized with the content. Um, and the thing that that is different, the frog that I am eating, the frog that I am eating is being on camera. I don't like to be on camera and not because I think I'm ugly. So <laughs> I don't like to be on camera is what I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by my son. I don't like to be on camera. So the frog that I'm eating is not only doing audio on my podcast, but also doing video. Um, And as I said, it ain't because your girl ain't easy on the eye and I ain't a little cute. I mean, I don't got a little age on me, but shit, I look good for 43. Okay, I look good for 43. So I decided that I would eat the frog and do video. And I keep saying eat the frog because this is the book that I'm reading. So one of my TikTok family members, I call them family because I love TikTok, guys. It is so much more easy to put yourself out there on TikTok because you really don't have to be perfect. That's the the reality of the situation. On TikTok, you can literally just be you where like platforms like Instagram, it's all about what you got and statuses and all this other stuff that is far from me. Like it's so shallow to me and no shade, I just ain't a fan. So I'm ripping the bandaid off and I'm working on figuring it out and being more active on Instagram and doing all those things that I hate to do. So this book, one of the things that it says is in order to cuz i am a huge procrastinator and mainly because i just work so good under pressure okay i perform well under pressure um i get shit done in the, in the ninth hour i'm the ninth hour kind of girl okay but I want to do better. I'm working on my life. And again, this isn't a New Year's resolution because my whole life is a resolution. This is literally me just becoming a better person and going after everything that I deserve and working hard to get there. And I'm not a, 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 a one of those people that are, don't work hard. I work my ass off. Everything I get, I work hard for. Nothing comes easy to me, for me. So therefore, the frog that I'm eating is this video podcast and focusing on the content and putting out the content, and um, just to tell you guys a little bit about me I am a 43 year old single mother. Um, and I, my children are older, my youngest is a 17 year old little woman, um, Savannah, and then I have my 19 year old son, Malachi, and then we have Big Mama. So nah, she really thinks that's my oldest, so she's twenty-two. She thinks she the mama of the group. She kind of sort of is, but then Savannah is like, I don't know. Y'all have to meet her one day. But that is the frog that I'm eating. So what this book basically tells you, one of the major things is, do the hardest thing first. Whatever task it is that you're struggling with, do that first. Get it out of the way. That's the frog that you have to eat every morning. Whatever frog it is you have to eat every morning, go ahead and eat the damn frog and get it out the way. Because if you keep looking at the frog, you ain't going to eat it. So, just get it out of the way. So, to my TikTok follower, I cannot think of his name. I I got his name, but I don't know how to say it right. I got the book. Okay? I got the book. And I'm reading the book. So, um, I like to start on a positive note, guys. So let's get into the podcast. I've ran my mouth enough. Let's get into why we're here. So I like to start with a affirmation. So I love positive affirmations, um, guys. I love positive affirmations. I love yoga. I love true crime TV. Um, I love any type of documentary you will always find me watching a documentary. So I'm going to be telling y'all what documentaries I'm watching, what true crime series I'm watching, what news series I'm watching. I'm going to fill y'all in on all of that because why not? That's what I want to do. So we're going to choose affirmation. So this is the affirmation cards. I got these on Amazon. And when I tell y'all I love them because they are funny, they are funny. So this is the one We chose gratitude. Crazy enough, gratitude came up right here at the holidays because, honey, I'm struggling in these holidays. And I always do. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So let's read gratitude. Today, I am grateful for all the little things. Even when the big things suck, there are always plenty of little things I can be at least a little grateful for. Like hot showers. Who the hell don't love a hot shower? Pipe a hot shower. Just burn. Your butt cheeks be itching because the water's so hot. Yeah, back itching. That's the type of shower I like. Um, and music. And the fact that humans invented an internet, and I'm allowed to use it whenever I want to. Using fingers and thumbs that do whatever I think them to do at any given moment. Yes. These are so funny. I love them. So look, y'all. This is funny as hell. Don't pay my nails no mind. I'm getting them done tomorrow. But anyway, speaking of gratitude and being grateful, this time of year is hard for a lot of people, self-included. I battle seasonal depression. I never really recognized it until I realized that I don't like to be out of the house, especially during this time of year, um, that I don't like my family wants to hang out and I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to be by myself. I just want to chill. Because Christmas, I've seen this and it, it it landed so much. Somebody posted, Christmas is feeling more like a deadline than a holiday. And that is the truth because we are forgetting the reason for the season. We're so busy trying to buy all this shit throughout the year or last minute. We're so busy trying to do all of that that we forget about the reason that the holiday is even here. And the truth of the matter is most of these kids get throughout the year, my kids included. So why am I breaking my neck to go all out for one day? It's just a lot. So it stresses me out. And truth be told, here's a transparent moment, y'all. We're going to have a lot of transparent moments. I love vulnerability. Here's a transparent moment. I have been a single mother for a very long time. And anytime I was in a relationship, I still label myself a single mom because at the end of the day, it is nobody's responsibility but mine to take care of my children. And it has always been rough for me for the simple fact that um, I I always struggle. I mean, that's just the the transparent part of it. I always struggle as a single mom for many years. I'm in a lot better of a, of a place now, but for the longest time, there were times when I couldn't buy my kids anything for Christmas. So it though, even though that's not the situation now, you still deal with that. You still like, it's kind of like subconsciously implanted in your head. Like, oh my God, this is the reality of my life. And speaking of Christmas. I was listening to one of my favorite radio shows um the other day, yesterday I think it was. And the lady called in because her and her husband had decided to take their two children to Hawaii for Christmas. So she said everything was good, the trip was good, everything was I mean, planning the trip was good. Everything was good. They were getting ready to go, but as the days got closer to the trip, the kids are now like we can't wait to see what we got for Christmas, and so she goes to her husband like the kids is expecting Christmas gifts, and he's like the trip is the gift. And as a mama, you like no the hell it ain't the 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 trip ain't the gift. We should have planned better because these kids want gifts, and the reality is they're seven and nine. So a lot of the times, parents, we try our best to say we're not. Raising our kids and these generational curses. But some things, some traditions need to stay as that. If you grew up in a household where Christmas was celebrated on a, a huge scale and you knew you loved that, you should do that for your children. If you can't afford to do it all, then at least do something. But don't feel like that your children don't deserve Christmas because they they get throughout the year, they're going to be ungrateful little people as they grow older because guess what you did you got throughout the year and your parents still got your christmas a lot of kids not all but a lot of children self-included i knew my christmas was gonna be lit i knew that and my dad would trick me every year. i don't know how you ain't getting that for christmas you've been in trouble dah, 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 dah. And i'm like what i remember let me tell a christmas story okay i was a kid and i wanted to go kart so bad because my ex-brother-in-law Had turned me on the go-karts. I don't know where we was, but I wanted a go-kart so bad. And my mama was like, no, she ain't getting no go kart. She gonna get hurt. My baby ain't getting no go-kart. The same shit I would have felt as a kid. And it's so crazy, (coughs) excuse me, reflecting on that in this moment because it's so many things I'd be so nervous for my kids to do. And now I'm like, my mama, God rest your soul, mama. But I wanted this go-kart. And my mama was like, no. And my dad was like, your mama said no. And I'm like, why? I'm not going to die. Like, we had a huge yard. Like, when I tell you the yard was humongous, the yard was humongous. Y'all my throat is so dry. <clears throat> the yard was humongous. So, um, my mom says no, but my dad says no because my mama said no. And I'm like, ma, you're such a fun kill. That wasn't the word I used, but I was just like, ma you are not fun. Like, why can't I get it? So I wake up at Christmas and I'm ready because I know my go-kart is there. Not only is it there, it should be in the living room, a big-ass go-kart in the living room. Are you serious? So guys, I go in there and there's no go-kart. So what I do, fuck all these gifts. I don't want them. going back to bed i go back to bed like the brat that my daddy raised me to be and my mama comes in like baby go look outside and baby there go my go-kart when i tell y'all i created a fucking racetrack around the house no grass was growing because i was hauling ass around the house with my go-kart when i tell y'all i love that go-kart so I say all that to say as a kid I looked forward to Christmas and holidays and opening gifts so I couldn't imagine taking that for my kids now none of my kids are older it's like okay y'all get one or two gifts and then after y'all get your one or two gifts it is um money I I I give y'all money because I can't shop for y'all especially my youngest she is the hardest to shop for but truth be told Her dad buys her everything. Like, literally, there's all of my kids. He buys for all of my kids. Even though he's not the father of all three of my kids, he does. And let me tell y'all something. He, they don't want for shit. So it is very hard to shop for her. She has a closet full of shit she don't wear. So it's like, what do you get somebody that has clearly everything? Like, it's hard about her. And she's picky, picky, picky. But what do you guys think, so do you think they should still get the kids a gift? I'm gonna tell you I do i even if you don't get them a lot, get them something to open some one really good gift if it's the iPad or the iPhone, whatever you can afford that's a great gift. get them that now I'm gonna tell you, I was wondering like I know when you marry money is together, but I was still on the fence like why ain't I don't understand why you can't do it. Cause it's the way she was telling the story. was like her husband had paid for the trip. He's in control of the money, but I'm like, I would have, cause the way that when I was married, the way that it worked was my husband paid all the bills. I might pay a little bill here or there, but I was in charge of school clothes, grocery clothes for me and him. Those were the things that I did with my money. That's what I did. So even though our money was together, those were the things that I did with the check that I brought in. So. I'm kind of on the fence on is she a stay-at-home mom and she doesn't work. I need to know more details of the story. But regardless of the fact, give them babies a gift because that Hawaii trip is more for the adults. If you said Disney, okay, cool. But you say Hawaii, that's an adult trip. And I'm really feeling like you should have gotten kids a, a Christmas gift. But let's get into what we spotted on Beyonce's internet. Okay, so... If y'all see me looking up, that's my whiteboard and it's got all the deets on it. So Meg the Stallion and Tory Lane. So um let's break out the handy dandy iPad because I got something to read to y'all. I really do. Now, I was on the fence with this whole case because it was a lot of lies being told. Um, allegedly. Let's be clear, allegedly. I was on the on the fence with this whole thing. Um, because it was Tory Lane shot her. Then the best friend came out and told her story at the scene. And then now she ret- don't know what the fuck she said at the scene. And it ain't no way you don't remember what you told. What you told either it was coerced in the beginning, and now you you re- want to tell the truth, or either you told the truth in the beginning, and allegedly you're lying now. You're trying to. First of all, with best friends like her, who needs friends at all? Because sis, you supposed to be my best friend. You supposed to be my ride or die. I don't want you lying for me, but I do need you to have my back. That if you know this motherfucker shot me, you better open your mouth and say he shot me. Karma is real, and if she's lying, karma is waiting on her ass. It it is. If she's lying, karma is waiting on her. Now, allegedly. The bodyguard Justin Edison was supposed to be uh testifying, but he was nowhere to be found until uh some shit popped up on on B's internet. And let me tell you something. They said this man was all muscle and no bite, like he was not who we would think he should be, and it was some disturbing images that were posted. So they are trying to now say allegedly it could be some uh witness intimidation. Allegedly, allegedly, we don't know, but where are you, Justin? We need to know now. These news done populated. We need the surface, we need to know where you at because you this was your employer. This woman gave you the opportunity of a lifetime. Whether you have worked for other people or not, she betted on you to work for her. And the fact that you are missing an action when it's time for you to testify is a giving you are a fucked up individual. And it, it just seems like everybody that was supposed to be for Meg is against her right now. And I don't understand. And then she was embarrassed by the fact that all of her past details was coming out. And, and it's like... Why do it matter who I was sleeping with? What that got to do with anything? I have not watched the case because I just could not bring myself to watch it. However, her new boo thing did come out and make a statement. And he said, Meg's new man, Mr. Uh, Fontaine, I think is his name. He said to any woman, especially ones of color that has suffered an injustice, I feel for you. When you do find the courage to speak up, it seems as if you will be ridiculed. Your credibility will be questioned. Your entire past will be held under a magnifying glass. In an instant, you can go from victim to defendant in the eyes of the public. To anyone with a daughter, sister, mother, niece, or aunt, I pray for your protection. I pray for your covering. I wouldn't wish this on anyone. Damn. That was deep and very well thought out. And this is the truth, guys. Victims are just torn apart. This is the reality. This is why a lot of people don't want to come forward, don't want to tell their story. Because once you tell your story, in the court of public opinion, they're going to rip you apart. It, we live in a cruel, cruel world, and all I can say is for Meg to be the victim in this whole situation, allegedly, because I don't know, it is really seeming like she's the perpetrator. This is how she's being handled is as she's the perpetrator. So we're sending love and light to Meg because we know this is difficult, and and this could really Hurt her relationship. I mean, because men work on pride, and to know allegedly that your lady is out here, um, to that thing up my make a roll is like a lot. It's a lot for a man. Women, we don't be worried about all that. We know he for the streets, we know he was for the streets. Men don't necessarily want to know that woman was for the streets. They they can't handle it. Men can't handle the type of shit we can handle. Truth be told, emotionally we tough as fuck. As women we are. We way tougher than men emotionally. We can debate about it, but not today. All right. Now Romeo and Mess to and the P out here beefing. On Beyonce's internet, y'all, and it's given generational curse, it's given masculine toxicity, it's given just family bullshit trauma, is what it is really given. Because, first and foremost, Romeo was in his feelings, rest in peace, Twitch. Romeo was in his feelings like, why is he send, saying all this about somebody he don't know? And Master P came out and was saying that, you know my number. You've been dodging my calls forever. If you want to talk, talk. This, that, and the third. And and Romeo was saying that his dad brought it to the internet. But Romeo, you really kind of sort of brought it to the internet first because you called him out for the post he made about Twitch. But you called him out saying you, your daughter committed suicide. I had no clue that Master P daughter committed suicide. I don't know what rock I live under. But obviously it wasn't um I don't know if it was talked about. I don't remember ever hearing that. So Romeo is saying you wasn't you ain't even been there for your own family uh, that's going through that's grieving. And now you wanna post about this. No, then he came out and said he wasn't getting paid and so forth and so on and blah, blah, blah. And Master P made a post basically saying that he is not no ATM. He took care of his son for many, many years and that he need to get out here and get it get it how he lived just like he had to. You need to hustle and make a way just like I had to do. And uh Romeo was saying, hey, <laughs> bro, you ain't paid me for shit I done. For no limit or the soldier. You ain't paid me for nothing. So don't be sitting out here acting like this, that, and the third. Because if you was paying me versus taking care of me as your child, shit might be different. So he was in his feelings. He was really in his feelings. And I just feel like family business needs to stay off the internet. That's just how I feel. Um, y'all need to have a conversation. Romeo, if you feel no way about your dad, please. Call that man and have a conversation with him. Y'all need to go to therapy. Black men love therapy too. Black, There are black men that are going to therapy and are thriving. So please get some therapy if you are grieving. People don't. People don't understand. Grieving is not just something that happens once and you're done. The person passed and grieving. Grieving is can take years and months and, you know just a very long time because people grieve at different times. It's times that I could be sitting back doing nothing and thinking about my mom or my dad. And so you grieve at different times. And as parents, we got to understand that we're not perfect. And Master P did say he wasn't a perfect parent. However, go to therapy, sir. Spend some of that money and set up a counseling session. Call Ilyana, do something. Call Oprah, do something. Find a way to mend these relationships because it's not serving anybody for y'all to be beefing as and y'all are father and son. So everybody needs to just learn how to take accountability, stop pointing fingers, and work on your healing. Work on your healing. Now y'all know Ellen came out and she posted a heartfelt message about Twitch saying that um she was going that we need to honor Twitch by Laughter, because he was laughter, he was light, he was love, and that is the way we want to remember him um she really was um she was broken up, she said this has been the longest eleven days, a very long eleven days for us for her, so we send in love and healing energy to everybody who uh is feeling the heartbreak of this man taking his life um uh, we're also saying a whole space for people to um Feel comfortable saying that they're not okay. That's what we're saying. Whole space for people. Now, I don't know if y'all know. I'm a TikTok girl. Okay, I love me some TikTok, y'all. I ain't gonna hold you. I love me some TikTok. I I'm on TikTok every day. I love me some TikTok. Y'all can follow me on TikTok at the Steamy Goddess. Um, and y'all can follow me on Instagram at Girls. G-I-R-L-Z underscore S-P-O-T-T. I could do that for me too. Um, But I love TikTok. So there was this TikTok um, black girl follow train. So it was the boat and we was picking up all the girls for the boat and we was just living. We <laughs> was out here living our Life, guys. That's what we was doing. And we was gaining followers off of this whole thing. And people was in their whole feelings about it, guys. People was not feeling the black girl follow trend. And I think a lot of that stemmed from I think a lot of that stemmed from um people feeling as if let's see. Okay. I think a lot of that stemmed from I really believe that the people are tired of us being able to say this is for black people. I really believe that that's what it is because we do invite the black girls or the black folks over and we do try to like, we just be in our own lane, y'all. And I'm sorry. Y'all feel away. But truth be told, everything has always been for y'all. So we having our little moment and they ain't feeling it. And I'm waiting on the white girl boat to hop up and they tell them to follow. All the white girls to follow. Because y'all going to swear it's racist. And I get it. But the folks was upset. About the black girl follow train on TikTok. And I'm here for it, baby. I didn't do my video yet. Because I don't do videos like that. But I'm going to do my video just because they feeling no way about it. And I want the black girls to follow me. Then there's that. We can't have This is the reality. Shit ain't easy for us. It's not. Like, black people as a whole, we have... We've had to struggle for everything we get. There's gatekeepers everywhere. So, therefore, it's not easy. It's not easy for us. So, yeah, we say this is for black people or we tag shit as black owned businesses. And if y'all tag it as white owned businesses, it would just be racist because y'all get every fucking thing, okay? That's just what it is. Now, speaking of black women, y'all, I want y'all to listen to this video because we're going to unpack this right here. I want y'all to listen to this because it's important. But before I have y'all listen to this, we're going to take a short interlude. And I am going to get me some water because my throat is dry as shit. So I'll be back. All right, guys. So we back. Now we trying to bust through this. Now, I want y'all to listen to this video. I found this video the other day. um, And it was kind of... It spoke volumes and what she said summed up how I have felt for a very long time. So I'm gonna play that. So listen, so if it's too loud, I want y'all to let's try to turn it down. So let's see. Hopefully y'all can hear this. She doesn't trust me. I don't take that personally. But to say you're your friend, but she doesn't trust you is also a hard thing for me to accept the same. Why on earth is it about you? You don't have to look at my color of my skin saying I'm white. Do not trust me. Why don't you look past that I'm white and say she's a good person? Because Why you? her entire life, we've we never day. given her a reason to trust Every? us. We're trying to tell you what it's... Hold on, y'all. It didn't start from the beginning. Sorry. I, it should have started from the beginning, but here we go. Watch. I was born in 1950. You know what I expect of white women? Not a damn... Thing. Nothing. I expect nothing of you because you have never given me anything. I can't trust you. But how can we come together when you say something like, I will never trust a white woman? Why are your feelings so hurt? Both of you though has been about It's like a hate like, against us. Like I feel so like it's like it's a- been very a- aggressive. That really like hurts me that yeah. somebody would not But why are your feelings more important than the reality? of the violence of our lives. I know Syrah. And when she says she doesn't trust white women, and I consider her a friend of mine, I also understand why she doesn't trust me. I don't take that personally. But to say you're your friend, but she doesn't trust you is also a hard thing for me to accept the same. Why on earth is it about you? You don't have to look at my color of my skin saying I'm white to not trust me. Why don't you look past that I'm white and say she's a good person? Because why you- her entire life. <laughs> To trust us. We're trying to tell you what it's like. We are trying to to tell you, and the first thing that a lot of you at this table have done has been this. And I want you to sit with that. All right. So let's talk about it. So let's say this. This is a serious topic, guys. And this is something that I have... The, the Black lady... And I apologize that it... I, I thought I had reminded it. But the Black lady said what I have been trying to say for so long. Both of them did. Y'all have never given me anything. And I don't trust y'all. And the reason for that is because... I have had some white people that I have been friends with that I met through work that were amazing. You know, we hung out, we were cool. They never crossed the line and so forth and so on. But then there were times when I was like, why do you say that to me? Like when there were like endeavors that I wanted to be a part of, it was almost like they were trying to dismantle what I wanted to do and poke holes and why I shouldn't do it. And it's like, don't do that. Suspend judgment and just listen. I never like for anybody to tell me why I can't do something. Let's sit down and figure out how it can work. Let's brainstorm on that. And so that was a lot of it. And then white women, not all. So let's be clear. We are not speaking of all women because the one friend who hopped in and said, that she understood why she felt that way is because when you have dealt with that type of trauma for years and years and years, and you have a lot of the times you've been friend, friends with these people and it ends up being y'all are friends. However, they do something that's not right or they, they betray you or even I recently have, I have worked from home for many years and I recently went back working in an office and I really felt like, oh, you know, I met this girl and she was white and I thought, oh, you know, our energies match because that's what it's about. If our energies match and we could really get along. But I quickly realized that she has racist values. When you talk to this person, you can see that. And a lot of the times white women, not all, do not hold space for black women. They don't see us. Suffering. They don't understand what we go through as black women. They don't understand that if we're passionate, we're looked at as angry. They don't understand that if we're sad, it's like, get over it. You know, you'll be okay. Because we have had to be strong for so long and we wear this strong black woman. Uh, crown that is nothing to be adored. Being a strong black woman means I take bullshit from people and I work my ass off. I got to work 10 times harder than everybody else. So it is nothing to be admired. Being a strong black woman is nothing to be admired. I just want to be a woman. I want my tears to mean something sometimes too. Not all the time, but I need them to mean something some of the time. White women don't acknowledge that. I have been in situations where you talking and they just act as if they will act like you're not there. They will ignore what you've been through. Not all. Let's be clear. When I'm speaking, I'm not speaking about all women, but at the same time, a lot of them are just oblivious and when you call them on the shit that they do like i had to tell someone the other day you do know that's racist that's some racist shit to say and it was like what well he it wasn't me saying it it was someone else saying it and he was black stop acting like white men don't attack women either stop acting like they are not fucked up too you know what I'm saying? Or they, it's not some, not all, but some of them are are bad people too. For you to sit back and feel like black men are, oh, I'm a white girl. The way she said it was, I'm a white girl and I'm around these black men and it's dangerous for me. Bitch, you ain't nothing to be desired. Let's be clear. And it, I had to tell this person, that is racist. Don't say that. Don't, just don't say it because you've, you've insinuated it on a few occasions and I ain't say shit. But I figured you would go home and check your damn self, but you didn't. So now let me put you in your fucking place. Don't say that. And people don't understand. It ain't that they don't understand. They just don't care because people are so used to black people suffering that it is just nothing. It is just a nothing to them when they see us going through it. This is why this whole freedom paper shit has become a thing because Time and time and time again, it's why are you here? Do you belong in this neighborhood? Show me proof why you here? What work are you doing? What are you delivering? like you just see it all the time, every single day they want proof that we are where we need to be, and we want we are here to remind you guys that this is not the fifties or the sixties or whatever time when people was doing that shit, and we were scared. We want to remind y'all we are not our ancestors and we're not here for that. Stop stop pulling black people aside and asking them where they are, why they there, what they doing there, blocking us, kidnapping us, blocking us from movement, calling the police. Because when you call the police, you're calling a gun. Stop calling a gun to the scene because I'm a firm believer. Because let me tell you something. When I'm scared, I mind my business. When I'm scared, I don't go near it. If I see some shit that's scary, I don't even watch scary movies, for that matter. So if I see some shit that scares me, spooks me, frightens me, guess what? I'm going the opposite way. I ain't going toward the fucking scary shit. And this is why this whole, I fear for my life. You don't fear for your life. Because if you fear for your life, you wouldn't mind all of your business and leave people alone. Leave them alone. That's just it's so easy. So I felt when this woman, this sweet lady, she was born in the fifties. I felt when she said it, I felt it in my spirit. It was said so well. I don't expect nothing from y'all because y'all have never given me nothing. And I don't trust y'all. I felt that. And there is room for growth. When people don't want to talk about racism it is a difficult conversation to have, but what we're not going to do is sit back and pretend that it's not still alive and kicking, okay? The fact that Herschel Walker is a fucking remedial individual and he almost became, he almost was won the election, the fact that that happened for the simple fact of them having somebody they could control says a lot. That says almost all we need to hear right there that hmm, they think we stupid. They really think we dumb, and we're not. We got plenty sense. We know what's going on. We here. We woke. This shit is so wrinkled, y'all. Don't pay no mind. It just ain't failed yet. But it is a lot, a lot, a lot of just trauma. In our community, from these types of things, and it's not being made better by pretending that these conversations don't need to be had. And it's so sad because there's times when, even at work, I'm like, "Oh, I want to call these motherfuckers on this shit," but I know I can't because they ain't ready. That's a conversation you ain't ready for. It is a conversation you are not ready. Period. Okay? So, let's get it a little light so we can start wrapping up, guys. I have enjoyed this. I really have. This is therapeutic for me. My life is always crazy. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. Okay? So, I want to tell y'all, what movie, I said this for the end so we can lighten up the mood, okay? What movie am I watching or series am I watching? So, let me tell y'all. Click. Bait. Spoiler alert. If you ain't seen it, go watch it. So I was nervous to watch clickbait in the beginning because no, 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 not clickbait. I'm wrong. Okay. we Clickbait. Sorry, guys. That's not what I'm talking about. But clickbait is good. So I'm watching clickbait. It is a series. I think it has like eight episodes. And it's about this guy who ends up being kidnapped and framed for murder, for, uh, framed for abusing women and come to find out. He, they don't know if he did it. I'm not going to tell y'all. They don't know if he did it, but his wife is like, oh my God, I cheated on him. Then he cheated on me and it just did this whole trickle down effect, which is why you shouldn't be cheating in the first place. But go watch Clickbait because it is a head turner. It's a lot of twists and turns in it. And I like that type of stuff. Um, but it is really good. The acting is good on quite a few levels, but then there's some trash acting, some new younger actors that ain't all that good. But as a whole, the series is really good. It is an eye-opener, so watch that. Now, that's just the regular shows. Y'all know your girl is a true crime girl. I will watch anything that's true crime, okay? Uh, I'm a stalker. Love it. Um, I'm a killer. Love it. <laughs> 2020, I watch it all, guys. So, The what series I just watched, it was a mini series. It was only three episodes and it was um, Don't Pick Up the Phone. Now, this was the one I thought I was talking about, but I was on the fence about watching it because it said Don't Pick Up the Phone. So it was giving thriller, suspense, horror. And your girl ain't no uh, horror, suspense, thriller type of girl. I don't like it. It gets my anxiety. Uh, It takes my, I don't like it's crazy that I could watch true crime. The reason I could watch true crime is because they break the shit down. And they just kind of, you just know that this is real life. It happens. I like real crime. I don't like that fake, gory shit. But it just kind of breaks the shit down. And it gives me the little doses. And I was like, oh, my God, who did it? Who did it? Who did it? Where horror is like. Murder, murder, kill, kill, stab, blood everywhere, gory, da, 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 I can't do that. It's just the suspense be messing with me. With this, we know somebody died. We know who died. We're just trying to figure out who killed them. We know all of that in advance. So that is the difference for me. So my true crime show of the week that you should be watching is don't pick up the phone. Spoiler alert, it is so good. So it talks about this big-ass hoax that was going on all over the united states for 10 years guys for 10 years this guy was pretending to be a cop so he would call the mcdonald's and say hey let me get get y'all hey is there an employee that works there that has uh blonde hair blue eyes kind of slim And the manager's like, yeah, uh, we do. Well, can you call her to the back? Because we got a report that she stole money out of a customer's pocketbook. Red flag number one. Why the police ain't show up? They just going to call over the phone. So they call her back in the office and they want the manager to do a strip search. So the manager do the strip search. Now, how crazy is that? And it is just crazy. So these strip searches go on all over the country, uh, these United States, for 10 years. You got to go see it to see what happened to the person that they caught doing it, y'all. It was crazy. So before I leave y'all, we're going to do an affirmation. But before then, I want to give y'all a yoga pose to do. And this is my favorite, favorite yoga pose. It is child's pose. So child's pose is done. You get down on all fours and then you lean your body forward. Let's see if we can find the image of child's pose. Really, hold on, guys. So I want to give you guys a an idea. I love yoga, and it's really great uh, for stretch. I know a lot of people like to be in the gym, but I just want to give you guys a pose that you can do. You could do it before bed and just relax in this pose. Um, or you could do it in the morning to kind of get you a good stretch in. Uh, and that is child's pose. Can y'all see that? Yes, yes, yes. So child's pose is really good for opening your hips It's also, it is also great to lengthen your spine. Uh, It stretches out your ankles, relaxes your back, relieving any tension on your pelvis, increasing your blood flow to your head and neck, stimulating your digestive system and potentially relieving constipation. Yes, guys. I love child's pose. And when you get in child's pose, you want to make sure to kind of spread your legs so your body can drop down to the mat and you want to spread your fingers wide and just stretch them babies to the top of your mat or if you don't have a mat just stretch them out as far as you can and just relax and one of the things i like to do is just rub my head on my mat just back and forth just to kind of relax and then i just do some meditating you know turn on some really low music light a candle burn some sage all that good stuff is great. I do this before bed. and It just kind of helps me sleep. It's a great relax. And I do more than one pose, but I thought I'd just give you guys one pose. Child's pose is my favorite pose because guess what? In the yoga world, if you can't do nothing else, come in a child's pose, baby. Let's come in a child's pose for sure. So let's read another affirmation before we go and we may say, We're going to be eventually probably recycling (coughs) these, y'all. So let's see. We're going to pull from the deck. I'm not going to look. We're going to pull from this end. Let's see if we get. All right. There's two here. Let's do power because we, it was two. It was either magic or power. So we're going to choose power. See that? I am strong. I am grounded. I am powerful. I am like a cross between a dinosaur and a tank, but not a tank that is used for war. I'm like a peaceful, loving dino tank who feels so strong it doesn't need to do anything but be. How? These things, I'm telling y'all, if you get what you need. You're going to always get exactly what you need. And we got to learn to just be it is okay to just be it is okay to say you're not okay it is okay to just be it is not okay to not seek help when you are not okay so you have to know the difference and sit with that sit with that and see how it makes you feel guys love on yourself self-love is of course the best love love on yourself because if you don't love on you The right way, how do you expect others to know how to love on you the right way? So peace, love, and light. I have enjoyed this moment with y'all. I thank y'all for taking this journey with me. I really, really, really greatly appreciate it because it's not easy to eat the frog. It's not easy. It's slimy and green and uh, it's just too big. Even if it's a little frog, it's too big. So I appreciate you guys just taking this journey with me. Y'all get all my heartfelt gratitude. Please share the podcast. Please follow me on Instagram at girlspot. That's G-I-R-L-Z underscore S-P-O-T-T. And I will follow back. I will follow back. And if y'all want to follow me on TikTok and see some craziness, the steamy goddess, that's who I be on TikTok. Okay. I love y'all. I love y'all. And this is something that we doing. What is it? Um, the teacher in me, the teacher and student in me honors the teacher and student in you. Namaste. I love y'all. Bye.